episode 20 of the Nine Point Start With A Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Welcome back to the Nine Point Start With A Dream podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have Jasmine Greer. Crazy energy, so much passion about what she does. We go through Jasmine's journey from being the girl in Commerce, Georgia, to playing basketball and what she's doing now. Great episode here and hope you enjoy and here we go. When you were younger as an athlete, what was like one of your bigger dreams or goals? Yeah. Um, just to just to play uh at the at the highest level uh that one could play on. Um and in my mind that was obviously the WNBA. Um, but it was something about going to college and being around student athletes that I had a pretty good grasp on at an early age. And I was like, man, how cool would it be just to like be around other kids who play sports, like, and then go to class with them. Like, that's what I thought college was. You'd be around athletes all day um, and going to class with them. And that was, that was one of my goals. So I thought that was pretty cool how it came to pass. So, so you have this, this goal and you're from a small town, right? I'm from Commerce, Georgia. It's itty bitty. No <laughs> one's like super small. The city motto is a city right on tracks because we have railroad tracks that run right through the, the town. So it's it's really small. So being from like a small town, how the so world like your thought process like how I'm going to make this dream reality? You know to get to that next level. Right. So when I was super young, I mean, always I just remember my dad. Like, you know, what I'm saying like being there and working with me and always putting me in basketball clinics, basketball camps. And he would always kind of position me to play with people older than me so that I, you know, so that I can adapt that, you know, that basketball IQ and also kind of elevate my skill. Um, but, you know, at, at one point as I got older in middle school, you know, venturing into high school, I was like, there's no way, you know, like I just it feels like the world's kind of against me. Um, you know, being a, from a predominantly, you know, Caucasian town, I was slightly different, but I adapted the culture really well. Cause I like being outside and fishing and hunting and riding four wheelers and all that stuff. But, you know, as I got older, I was like, you know, this is it. It's either I'm going to stay in commerce for the rest of my life and probably work for my dad and his lawn care company. And I didn't want to do that. Um, you know, I just, I just kind of always knew that I was going to, but my grades, that kind of wasn't you know, the best. So it was like, I know I can play, but my grades are like, eh, no, you can't, <laughs> you know? So I kind of battle with that too. I know like a lot of athletes kind of throw that because like, I don't know, if, like we kind of think athlete student a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Kind of just think, you know, if I'm good enough, I can go play anywhere I want. So, so if you had, you realized that like your grades weren't where they needed to be to get to that point what steps you kind of take, how do you kind of go about kind of changing that perspective? Right. So it, it started when I was a senior in high school, right? I was getting calls and I played for a really good coach who coached at Gardner-Webb at one point, uh, Eddie, we called him Coach Mac. Um, he won a few championships at Gardner-Webb, which is, I think, a division one mid-major or low-major, can't quite call it. Um, and so I knew that he had connections, and he did his part, you know, he connected me with coaches and, you know, he did a really good job of trying to get me in combines. But when they would call and ask, this was like the point where I was like, man, I really do have to like figure this out. 
um, I can't quite, I'm not going to say what school it was, but they're like, you know, Eddie, she's a great athlete and we really could utilize her, but what's her GPA? And I just remember Coach Mack looking up at me and I was like, and he was like, a 2.1. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible to call me like, that is awful. Um, and I just remember like going to the guidance counselor and I was like, hey, there's no way this is right. I got like, I got two A's. I got an A in weight training and gym. Like, <laughs> like there's no way this is right. She was like, you know, just don't hope for hope which was a scholarship in the state of Georgia that kids get. And I was like, man, I'm, there's no way I'm going to make it. And uh, my senior year, I tried to pick it up as best as I could. I wasn't good at Spanish or math just because I didn't apply myself. I was that kid that left class to go to the bathroom, but I, I was really in the gym. Um, <laughs> you know, I was that kid. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm just going to go the junior college route because not because, yes, because my grades weren't good enough to get me you know, in, in, I guess my foot in the door at first, but I was like, I'm going to go to a junior college and prove to myself that one, I am a student athlete. So I'm going to go there and graduate with a good GPA above a three and I'm going to get my associate's degree. I did it. And that's when I realized like, yo, you can't like you, your grades have to be on point as a student athlete. Um, not, not because they need to be on point for you to play, but they need to be on point you know, just so after your career ends, you can move into, you know, a field that you desire. And then also, no one can take away your education. No one can take away what's, you know, what's between your ears. If, you know, so that's just something I believe. But yeah, that's kind of where I straightened it up at. So, so how hard was it like, to have that realization that you couldn't just go from, you know, high school, the straight to D1 or D2? Like, how, how hard was it to kind of realize that? There's like there's almost like a minor step back to your dream, right? It was a it was like a punch in the stomach by the Lord. Like it was tough, you know. It it, it rocked me, and I just didn't feel good enough, you know. I I just didn't, you know. I just felt like I was five steps behind, and that's. But I used that to motivate me to become like ten steps ahead, as far as you know, working out twice a day at the junior college level. I'm meeting with my coaches daily, you know, for mental, you know, just purposes, trying to stay on track and stay focused uh, academically. Um, so it, it kind of lit a fire up underneath me saying, hey, if, I mean, if you don't get this, then you really won't go play D1 if your grades don't pick up. So I just use that for, for you know, for fuel. But at one point it was embarrassing when you graduate with a class of 82 kids and you finish dead last and they announce it in front of everybody. Ain't good, <laughs> you know. So, so you really, you really had a small class in '82. Oh, '80. Oh yeah, we were like yeehaw <laughs> right after graduation. <laughs> like it was quick, like an hour and thirty graduation, really quick. So, what helped you decide on your on your junior college? Was it like a certain thing you're looking for to kind of help you know what? Can, can you know you want to go to that next level? Was like a certain school you kind of chose based on that, or is any school you wanted to go to? Yeah, it's actually kind of funny. Um, I was getting ready to. So it was my senior year was getting ready to kind of end and I got invited to this all girl school. Um, I can't quite remember the school. It was out in South Carolina and I remember my family and some of my friends, we all drove up there and I, you know, I got to kind of practice, not really practice because that's against NCAA rules, but I kind of played pickup with them. Um, and you know, she was like, yo, you're great. We really want you. Like, okay, cool. And then later on that night, we all went out to eat. It was kind of like an unofficial visit. 
And, um, you know, she was like, well, we can only offer you a partial. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. You know, at this point, I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I need the full. You don't understand. Like, I need this full ride scholarship. And uh, that kind of was a breaking point for me. Um, and I just can't remember like it was yesterday. We we made it to the first round of regionals, I think. And after the game, we're playing Athens Christian. No, Athens Academy. We're playing Athens Academy. And this girl named – Amaral, who so happened later on, like down the road, became my junior college teammate. God is so funny. And uh, Central Georgia Tech, they were there watching Amber play. They weren't even there to recruit me. We were just going back and forth. And she would score, I would score. She would get a block, I would get – like we were just really battling back and forth. A um, few seconds left on the clock, I got the ball, did what I did, shot the three, went in. My coach had a hunting accident and lost, lost some of his arm that that same year so he was excited and the refs thought he was calling a timeout and they awarded us the timeout and I was like guys no he wasn't calling a timeout he was clapping like he was just excited so I got upset about that and then it was like probably like three or four seconds left on the clock I already knew what I had to do I had to stop Amber Howell you know she was all I think BZ was six foot she's a really good small forward and I was like all right I got to deer up this is this is it so me trying not to foul her right I let her go by me because I'm horrible at defense. <laughs> I'm just a shooter, really bad defense. And so she went right by me, and, you know, she goes up for the shot, and I jump with her. But I don't touch her. At least I don't think I touched her, right? The ref called, fell, got the end one, we lost the game. So after the game, um, Coach um, uh, Coach uh, Coach Wallace, she played basketball at Georgia Tech, came up to me after, and she was like, hey. I was like, hey, you know, how are you doing? She's like, you played a great game. Here's my business card. And I was like, you know, what school are you from? She was like, Central Georgia Tech. And I was like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? I've never heard of this. And uh, that's when I, you know, I just went from there. That was the only junior college that I ever looked into. I didn't think that junior college was a thing until she gave me her business card. So I just ran with it. I was like, yep, this is it. And uh, God worked it out from there. So Awesome. That, it's, it's funny how you're saying that. It's like sometimes how like, he just, just lines up. So, so once you got to junior college, you're like, okay, this, this is not my end point. This is where I, this is like, this is a stepping stone to where I want to be. I got to get my grades right. I got to get this whole, you know, understand what I need to work on. Right. So how did you approach getting to that, that next level in college basketball? Yeah. Um, I was all in. I was dedicated. Um, I did not go to any parties. Um, I didn't really go out unless I was going to the dollar store to get toiletries or groceries or whatever. Um, I mean, I, I was dedicated and focused. I, I studied extra hard. Um, I became super close with my professors. I was always trying to, you know, study later, figure out how to do, you know, group studies and all that stuff. Um, but, but as far as on the court, I would show up some days way before practice even started, get in a workout, practice stayed after practice and then I also so let's say if we had a team like lifting session I would lift weights either before or after when I was in junior I was pretty pretty stocky but I just put in the extra work like I just didn't want to be out work on the court off the court nowhere so I just made sure that I just took that you know that mentality like no one no one cannot outwork me because this is the only opportunity that I have this is the only opportunity so for anyone listening, that's like, how do you get, how do you get to that, that mindset? Cause like, I know it's not a lot, for, for some of us, it's not a, like a natural, you know, instinct to just 
do that desperation. How do you guess they like you kind of turn that on? Yeah, um, I, I would say believe it, believe it, and visualize that you can get there, and don't let no one or nothing stop you. So I also wrote down a lot of things too. I kept prayer diaries, you know, goal, you know, journals and all that stuff. I was always doing, writing something down of what I wanted to accomplish. And, you know, I would write it down and pray about it and uh, I would give it over to the Lord and I would continue to pray about it. And, uh, but I just, I mean, I was just so forward focused. And I think that you really just have to believe that you can do it. And if you really believe with your whole heart that you can do it or that you can make it to the next level, then your, your mind will kind of, you know, tell your body, Hey, you know, we can do this. This is, this is where we're getting ready to go. Um, these are the things that everybody already accomplished. So I just, honestly, for me, it was about seeing it and believing it. Like I would literally Jacoby visualize myself, you know, I would get in all these letters, whether for, you know, was from Wichita state or, you know, from Indiana state or, you know, from any of these schools, um, I would, when I would open it, I would visualize myself in that uniform, you know, in that locker room, you know, being on the court with their best player. I would always look at their best player. How many points is she averaging? You know, me literally passing that player the ball. So I just really tapped into that, tapped into my imagination. And I just believed I could do it. So Wow, that's awesome. Like the fact that you got every letter, you said you would imagine yourself passing that person the ball. That, wow. So, 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 when you got, so when you got the letter from Indiana State and you imagined it, what what made you you know say that's who I want to go to? Yeah, so to me it came down to who is going to be brutally honest with me, who is going to allow me to do things the right way, who's going to help me advance academically. Um, but when so this is the funny thing, Coach Coach B, my head coach at my junior college at that time, now coaches at North Dakota State somewhere. I have no idea, but she's winning. She's doing a great job. So kudos to her. Um, it coach B invited Amber and myself, Amber Howell, the girl that I played against in high school. We made it to the NJCA all-stars, which is a junior college all-star game or whatever. And me and Amber actually played on the same team, you know, that combine, that whole tournament and uh, never even heard of Indiana state, but I've heard of all these other schools, you know, that recruit me. And uh, Mark um, just came up to me after the game, and he was like, hey, you know, we'll be in touch, da 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 And I was like, yeah, you know, okay, Indiana State. Like, who, who, is, who is that? Hop on Google. Oh, the bird? Oh, where he played there? Oh, okay, great. So the Sycamore. So I kind of just was like, coach, I want them to be my first visit. And when I went, it just felt like I was at home again. Real slow-paced town. Um, and I – Funny, I would narrow it down to people who had sweet tea and a Regis bank in that area because I was like, I need a bank. <laughs> so I had like really weird things that was like, yeah, I don't want to go to school because I don't have Regis. It was really weird, but I just fell in love with the environment, really slow paced. And that, that, that's, that's good for me because I like slow paced things, you know? So. I think that's like a good point because I think a lot of athletes choose a school based on the name without understanding what the town is like like you're saying because you go from you know commerce georgia that you like you know slow pace you want to you know go you want to go shooting every now and then go fishing type stuff so you want it somewhere you can kind of fit in so i think that's key so you want to know yourself kind of like you're like you're saying like like you knew who you were right right absolutely i i think it's so important for athletes to figure that out about themselves yes you can go to alabama 
yes, you can go to, you know, USC. I mean, yes, you can go to Duke, but are you going to be happy there? Can you contribute there? Um, you know, do you feel like you're at home? Do you feel comfortable? Do you get along with everybody, coaches, teammates, the people in the administrative offices? You know, I was, I would go, I would speak to Miss Madonna every day because she's really important. She puts the food on my card. So, of course, i got to speak to her, you know. So, it's just, are you going to be happy? And I think, you know, you're right. I don't, I don't think a student athlete, you shouldn't choose a name of a school just because you got to make sure that you're going to be happy there. Awesome, awesome. So, you got, you, so you made it happen. You got to Indiana State. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're at that next level that you always dreamed of. Did, did like, that hunger kind of die down or was it keep going? Oh, no. It never died. <laughs> No, no, that's when that's when you had to really cut it on the most. Um, when I got there, the pace of the game was so much quicker. I was like, they need to slow down. Wait a minute. You know, but here I am leaving the junior college. I'm thinking, man, we're playing really quick. We're swift. Now, I think folks down south play a little bit more athletically. We like to finesse you. We're going to cross you up. We're going to throw, you know, oops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're going to try to out jump you. You know, like we're just a little bit more athletically. But, uh, you know, when I got to the state, ooh, I had to really think on the court. And that was my first time really, you know, having to think that much as far as where to set the pick, you know, the pick and roll, who to hit. We had about 60, 70 plays because, you know, the head coach was so offensively minded. So, but, yeah, when I got there, I was like, Ooh, wee. you know, and for the first, my, so I'm going in like, oh, I'm about to play. I just dominated the gym. Oh, I'm about to play. Man, I didn't start the first 10, 12 games. We had a 30-something game season. Um, it just so happened, you know, I got, I got, I got lucky. One of the best players on the team got hurt, and uh, Coach Moore, she threw me in there, and it was over with. And No, but that's when I realized, okay, I can't slow down. Because these girls, they're good. They're they're good. And I always said I wanted to play with the good girls. I was good, but they were great. So I had to kind of match them. I, I can tell, like, by your interview that you had, like, a drive that just wasn't wasn't <sighs> down. No, no. I mean, I got excited about little stuff. If one of my post players got a block, I was like, yeah, let's go. Like, uh, they, they called me the spark at one point. They're like, this kid brings the energy. Like, you know, I was just always trying to – you know, just bring everyone in and just get them hyped and, like, let's go, y'all. Like, we can do this. Just try to bring a different type of feel to the game. So, What what helped you kind of stay positive? It sounds like, sound like you just, like, had the energy, like you're saying, the, the spark to just stay positive. So what – how do you – how did you, like, finesse that? Yeah. Um, so it was crazy. I, my locker was right next to Anamon which was one of the, you know, remember how I was telling you, I would kind of research, okay, who was the best player on the team? My locker was right next to hers. Uh, so it was really cool seeing her, you know, staying her in her mental state of, you know, doing things the right way, staying focused. Um, and she kind of served as a, you know, as a really important person uh, to me in the locker room. And I looked up to her, so I was like, I got to follow her footsteps. I got to stay positive about everything too um, and know that, you know, our number one goal is to get better every single day. And that's what I was striving for, um, which was anytime I stepped on the court for practice, I was locked in. I knew I just, I had to stay focused, but also bring my own type of swagger too. 
you know. Um, I'm a different breed, you know, majority of the girls are from Massachusetts, from the Midwest type of area. And here I am, this old country backwood kid. So of course I had to, you know, bring my different type of aura to the, to the locker room and to the court. So. That Southern charm. Right. <laughs> southern, southern charm, right. <laughs> that Southern swag, you know, how we do that's it. That's it, that's it. How we, You're how from we do Oklahoma. Y'all got it well, a little bit. Yeah, 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 I'm from Dallas, so it's like, we know that Texas forever, you know. We got, right, right, we're... right. And something about Southern folks, man. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet tea and peace cobbler. Oh, oh, yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm going to stop by Zach's week after this and get a sweet tea. Oh, that sounds good. So, so you're there on the big stage. You're, you're making it happen. You're starting now. What is your process for when it comes to the next after Indiana State? Was it like, you know, like you were still WBA or was it still, I want to get back to the game? What was your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I was so focused on – now, really quick, head, head coach that was there my uh, junior year left, took a job at IU. Oh, that broke my heart bad. Broke it bad. But she's doing great. She's got coach of the year um, in the – what are they, in the Big Ten or something like that, I think. She's doing great. So we had a, a change in roles, you know. Head coach is now more defensively minded. I'm not. So that threw me off a little bit. So I was like, uh-oh, here we go. So I tried my best to stay, as, you know, as positive as possible. And I was doing very well, having great games, you know, doing the best that I could. And uh, so right after we graduated, I had a few tryouts. And um, so one was actually back in Georgia, so that was perfect. I got to visit my family that weekend and um, et cetera. So we're on the court. We're going. You have all these girls who have the same ambition as me. And so I get a fast break layup. I'm like, man, I'm about to real. I'm about to slap backboard on this. I'm about to, you know, go up for the layup. Shot gets pinned off the backboard. I said, yep. I looked up at my sister. I said, you ready to go? <laughs> Are you ready to go? This ain't for me. This ain't for me. No. Um, but yes, I mean, that's always been my dream. Um, but you know, I came to that to that realization. Like, okay, you got a really bad back. Like Doc said. You know, if I keep going the way I'm going, it could end up badly. I've had two knee surgeries. Okay, so at one point I felt like I was giving up. I'm not going to lie to you. I felt like, man, this is what you've always wanted since you're a little kid and you're just going to settle to move on and try to get your master's degree. Okay, so now what? So I, I, I woke, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to keep it 115% with you. I was very, very depressed for a while because all I knew Jacoby was how to be a student athlete. Wake up, lift weights, go to class, have practice, watch film, probably do something else with basketball, you know, like basketball consumes your whole life. And then it just said, and I was like, oh God, like what's going on? I feel empty. Why am I sad? I feel like I don't have a purpose anymore. And I felt like that. And you know, Every single day, once I graduated, I woke up and I was like, I, there's no point in me trying to be here anymore, like on this earth. Like, I feel like my purpose was up. I feel like I served it. I played. I brought joy to the game. And, you know, sometimes God will put you on a different track to show you your real purpose. And uh, I think he's, I think he's kind of done that now. Like now I see it. But then I was like, I can't do this. I miss it. I need it. Like I need to go to the gym and get on the gun and put up shots. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. 
that that's real right there. Cause so many athletes can go through that feeling like, what's next? And when you get, if you get hurt, and you're just like, what's that next step? So how did you how did you like overcome that within yourself to know that you have a purpose that God kind of maybe like lining you up to see that you just haven't saw yet? How do you kind of transition through that? Right. Um, I I went to a lot of church, <laughs> a lot of church, um, but no, I I just started to really get like to get to know myself more like I felt like everyone knew me as jazz the basketball player and I felt like there was more to just jazz the basketball player and I had to figure that out um and you know through that after the season I started going and I'm just gonna keep 110 percent I'm just gonna be blunt I don't care um I started going to counseling to kind of reshape my mind um, and kind of tapped back into some old childhood things that kind of still bothered me then. And I picked up the guitar, and so I can play the guitar a little bit. So there's more to, you know, now you have Jazz, the basketball player who can play the guitar, who's kind of not sad anymore about not playing. Then I took an athletic director's job. That was the coolest thing ever. And I said, okay, so now there's Jazz, the basketball player who can play the guitar, who's an athletic director who now can give back into the lives of kids, right? And I love that. I figured out I did. I went to school for recreation sports management, and I've always loved programming. Like I was always huge into programming events for youth, and I love it. So having a job at that caliber, to where I could just I get to plan like athletic events all day for kids, but they see they don't see me working 18 hours for them to have a game that Saturday morning. But they're out there smiling and they're happy, and I'm like, man these kids are happy. They're doing something that they love to do that could potentially one day lead to them playing at the collegiate level. So that's when I kind of fell in love with, you know, programming and helping youth become better. So that's when I kind of was like, okay, there's more to, there's more to me than just basketball, but hopefully one day I can venture back into that as far as like making it full circle, but not playing, but somehow giving back. So, yeah. So, so, so now you're outside the game, like what are you doing right now? So I know you, you got you, you have great athletics going. So what are all are you doing right now? Kind of kind of making your you know your purpose work. Yeah, absolutely. So um, post athletic director's job, I took a position at Indiana State as an admissions counselor. So back on my stumping grounds, that was fun. Then I was like, ooh, I'm sitting down way too long. I'm very hyperactive. I gotta I gotta really. I, something just wasn't right inside. And I was like, okay, something's not right. So let me listen to what God's telling me. So then I took a uh, position at the WBCA, which I'm at now, which is the Women's Basketball Coaches Association. I don't even go to work, but I go to work. I love what I do now. It's so awesome. Um, but yeah, so on on the side, we have great athletics, Jacoby. And man, it is great. I get to finally be back on the court and, you know, pour into the lives of young inspiring basketball players so I get to train every single day of the week and it has been the most rewarding and blessed fulfilling thing that I could do like I'm just so happy like no I'm not in the NBA in the WNBA right now could I now <laughs> that's a does story for another day but no um, I mean it's fun I love graphics so I love training it's great it's great so what's it like now kind of being a little outside the game as a player, but now being able to give give back to the game. What's that like? What's that feeling like? It's it's very humbling, you know, because at one point I had a few coaches who were able to like encourage me and empower me. 
And I feel like God has given me the duty to do just that. Like I have to, I have to be able to lead them by one example. So what I do, wear, say on and off is very important. Um, but not only that, I can help kind of guide them into what it is that they want to be. You know, I have, you know, one kid that I train who wants to be a dental hygienist. Great. That's awesome. You can clean teeth all day, but have a nice jump shot. Like how cool is that? So it's, I feel like I have a huge responsibility in making sure that I can at least pour into them what was, you know, poured into me at one point. So it's very fulfilling. God's good. God's good for sure. All the time. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, so for anyone listening right now, maybe they're like about to graduate from college. They know they're a student athlete and they have, a, they want to fulfill their purpose. They want to give back to the game. How would you advise them maybe how to go about that approach? Yeah. Um, if, if they know whether if it's injury or just might be by ability, if they do want to play at that next level, I'll start there. Do not give up and outwork everybody. Cause that's, what's going to get you there. Hard work. You gotta, I mean, you gotta get in three or four workouts a day. You gotta make sure you're eating right. You gotta make sure that you're taking care of your body so that you can get there, figure out where the next combine or tryouts going to be at. Make sure that you're, participating in everything that you can so you can get there so one don't give up if that's what you want to do two if you're like okay the professional thing is not for me my next thing for you is going to be what would you do if it wasn't just a regular nine to five what would make you the most happiest would it be painting you know portraits of you know the world and you selling them on the streets whatever that may be figure out your passion what's going to make you happy and also, how is it going to bring value to other people? So just figure out those two things. What is it that you want to do and how will it bring value? And then put your faith in, in God and just step out on faith because faith is being sure what we hope for, certain of what we do not see and believe you can do it and visualize yourself doing it. You'll do it. So that's what I would tell them. Love it. That's the great stuff right there. So as we kind of look towards the future, what what's next what's next for jasmine what things you want to accomplish you want to achieve as we you know keep pursuing yeah absolutely um right now i'm working on a book so i really need to be able to get that out soon um but i think that i'm more of i think that i'm more of a trainer i kind of take the the kanye approach which is weird because kanye is kind of arrogant sometimes but he's awesome but he's great but he's kind of like i don't know about kanye um Kanye says that he believes he can do anything and everything. So I want to be able to tap into the tech world a little bit, but I also would love one day to own my own facility and be able to just let kids have a a cool, safe, fun environment to where they can grow their game, but also, you know, grow this as well. So I think that'd be pretty cool too. So yeah, I think that's going to be the future of career athletics and also working with you. I can't wait for that. That's going to be fun. So. Hey, I love it. You know, like I want to be Jay Z. So we can do like like Walk the Throne Part Two. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be work. so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see it happening. I see it happening for sure. Right, right. Where can people, people kind of find more about you? Social media, websites, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my IG handle is Greer underscore one five. My Facebook is just Jasmine Greer. J A S M I N E. G-R-I-E-R. 
like Pam Grier, the R&B singer. Um, and, th- and I also have a website. So if you just kind of want to read a little bit more about my bio, kind of where I've been, what I've done, uh, just visit GreerAthletics.com. And, you know, that's where you'll find me. So, yeah. Awesome, Jasmine. I always enjoy talking to you because, like, your energy is just like contagious, and it's, so and, it's just, and it's just like you know, and you can feel your passion about you know, wanting to help athletes and stuff. So, I always enjoy talking with you. Absolutely. You know what? I'm just so grateful to have been a part of this. I think Nine Point is on point. Um, you know, I'm telling you, you're special. So just keep doing what you're doing, and I'm just know that I'm very humbled to have been a part of something that you know you have a big vision for. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.